Hello everyone, welcome into another edition of Swiss Pats. I am Don Delco and joining me as always is Susie Lyon. G'day. So for today's episode, we have Atomo Chocolate on as our guest. Part of a series we're doing about things that are very Swiss. So we wanted to talk to a Swiss chocolate maker. So that interview is coming up shortly. However, before we get to that, thanks to our friends at Atomo Chocolate, we are doing a little giveaway that is pretty awesome. Yeah, this is our most exciting giveaway ever, and we are super excited to announce it. So Adamo did an awesome interview with us, and then they offered for our listeners to win one of their world record-breaking chocolate bars. Atomo released a chocolate bar called La Chirosa, and it has saffron in it that is extremely rare it has coca beans in it that are also extremely rare it has delicious oranges in it and it is an awesome tasting chocolate bar because they let us try it didn't they don (laughs) they did and they have given us at swiss pats one bar worth over 600 francs to give to one of you our lovely listeners now that is pretty awesome yes so thank you adamo for that that is fantastic now how can someone of our listeners win this expensive but delicious chocolate bar? Yeah, so we thought long and hard about this. How are we going to make uh, make sure you guys work for it? You know, we we don't want we don't want just uh, any old lazy comment on our posts. Nothing comes easy in life. You got to work comes for things. Easy. That's it. If you want a over six hundred franc bar of chocolate that is extremely rare and world record breaking, then you're going to have to work for it. And what we at Swiss Pats have decided to do is to ask you, our lovely listeners, to post a photo of you with your favorite Swiss thing. Now, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. Maybe you've got Swiss kids. Post a selfie with them. Maybe <laughs> like my kids? Maybe uh, your favorite thing that Swiss is Roger Federer. Go find him. Take a selfie with him. Hey, we'll take that. Uh, maybe it's chocolate. Chowing down on some chocolate. We want to see it. Maybe it's you eating fondue. I don't know. What else could it be? Walking in the forest. Who knows? What's the Swiss thing that you like doing? We want to hear it. We want to see it. Now, what you need to do is you need to take a selfie with your favorite Swiss thing. You need to post it on our uh, on your own um, pages and you need to tag us in it. And you also need to tag Atomo. So if you post it on Facebook, if you post it on Instagram, then you just need to at us and we will uh, have all of those links in our show notes so that you know exactly what to tag. And the good news is there is no limit to how many times you can enter. As long as the photo is different, we will enter you that many times. Sounds pretty simple. Sounds exciting. So it starts now. And so get on it. Yeah. We can't wait to see your photos. Um, We hope that there'll be some good, funny, interesting ones, maybe some that spark inspiration for things for people to do in Switzerland. Um, Don't forget to tag us uh, and don't forget to tag Atomo as well as hashtag Hashtag away. Throw a hashtag in there. Yeah, Yeah. let's get crazy. Why not? We're all about the hashtags. So before, so like I said, before we get to our interview here um, with the base co-founders of Atomo, uh, like Susie said, we had a great conversation with them about chocolate, about this bar that they made, and just about 
you know, chocolate in Switzerland in general. There is a bit of chocolate in the news. Yes, dun, dun, dun. it's a little bit of a controversy. So about a week or so ago, um, the the CEO of Laderach, which I think is a Basel-based company, um, it might be a Zurich-based actually. Hashtag Susie Fact. Yeah, exactly. Um, the the CEO kind of said something that was a little a bit about his opposition to same-sex marriage and also his, uh, his opposition to abortion. I saw it in the news. A couple of friends decided that they would boycott Laderach and not buy their products anymore. Um, yeah, I felt a little indifferent to it. You know, I'm not – I'm absolutely an ally, but there's so many people that have these views. I didn't, you know, I didn't really think much of it. But Swiss Airlines, they thought something of it. Yeah? They they are boycotting. They are not happy. They do not want to be associated with a company that aligns themselves with these things, these the feelings and thoughts. And so what happens on Swiss Airlines is if you're lucky, I'm guessing business and first, you get a little box of Flatterick pralines. You do. I have flown. Oh, oh, I, I know. Knew it. I, I knew know. It. I, know. I knew you would have done it. We have flown uh, Swiss business class, and you do get some delicious chocolates. Not, not from April. Well, good. I mean, good on Swiss Air to to do that because, I mean, let's face it, man. Life is short, right? Yeah. Well, life is hard. Love who you want to love, man. Who cares? Exactly. I mean, the CEO has he who is an envelop env- en- Evangelical Christian. There it is. Yeah, there it is. I got it. He uh, he's denied being homophobic, um, and uh, he just he just says he's got new customers and he doesn't care if no one if old customers don't want to buy from from them. So. There you go. He doesn't care. So, I mean, it's it's the sort of thing I will think about next time I go shopping. Do I want to buy there? But, you know, it always makes me wonder, what are the, the thoughts of people who keep quiet? You know, if I buy their chocolate, maybe maybe they think the same thing. That's true. We know Adamo are a great uh, chocolate company. We know that they're inclusive and we know that uh, that they love everyone. So that's why we had them come on our show instead of a company like Ladderach. That's right. So let's get to our, our chat with Adamo Chocolate. All right. And joining us now are the co-founders of Atimo Chocolates. It's Olivia Made, which I think I did okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And we have Alan Mettler. So thanks, guys, for having us to Zurich to talk to you guys about chocolate. Hello. Thank, thank you thank for you having us. <laughs> so the way we found out about you guys, and we'll get to this later in the podcast, is you have a very, um, you made some noise about a very expensive chocolate bar that you're selling. So we will we will get to that in a minute. But we do want to talk to you guys um, just about Swiss chocolate in general. So you started this company about a year ago, but I assume you were both from Switzerland. Well, um, I'm actually Swiss, so okay. funny enough, I grew up next to a chocolate factory, like okay. uh, 300 meters, so I have like chocolate in my blood, <laughs> as I used to say. Um, yeah, but for Olivia, it's a bit different. Yeah, exactly. I'm coming from France, from Paris, uh, and I moved to Switzerland in 2017. Okay, okay. So this idea of chocolate in Switzerland, obviously you, you know a lot about this now that you guys are doing company, but why is there such this, this connection between the two? 
Um, I think there is several factors that, that play in here. So on one hand, um, Switzerland was one of the first countries to actually have chocolate factories um, in, in place. Um, there's also yeah a lot of knowledge um, that is around uh, over over centuries now. So it's it's really interesting. So there are a lot of people um, that also developed a lot of patterns within the industry. So meaning like a lot of developments uh, within the industry that happened uh, through through Swiss pioneers. Um, let's say um, then you have uh, a factor of innovation. Um, so I guess in general Switzerland, uh, I'm always looking at the innovation. Uh, index. Um, so in the last nine years, Switzerland has been uh, the most innovative country in the world. Um, so I feel, yeah, this also plays around because in Switzerland, historically, um, people always had to, to develop something because there were no, not a lot of resources. Okay. Um, and then in addition, of course, there is um, um, the factor, um, yeah, I, I guess the precision and the quality, the Swiss quality that, that, that we all know, um, that is also a, a bit f big factor um, in, in the chocolate business. And there's, there's a pride, I guess, as someone who grew up next to a chocolate factory that you guys are, I mean, when people think of Switzerland, it's one of the things they pop into their head. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's the first thing we hear when we go abroad, uh, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, uh, cheese, watches, and chocolate. So yeah, the traditional yeah. things, but um, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it pride, it's more the passion. Okay. So it's a passion for quality, the passion for food, for aromas, and for developing something unique and something creative. Interesting. Um, so, so for us, it's rather that uh, the, the, the driver um, in our business, yeah. So Olivia, I, you're are kind of then more like Susie and I as an expat. Yes. Um, but <laughs> exactly. growing up in Paris, I mean, there's obviously the amazing culinary things that, that the French do and in Paris. What was your thoughts of the Switzerland and Swiss chocolate before you came here? And has it changed? Is it, mm -hmm. what's it been since you got here? How is yeah, it different? No, I think it has definitely confirmed now being really, um, let's say having really my, my feet in the chocolate uh, industry <laughs> every day, I can really confirm the quality of the Swiss chocolate. Yeah. And we're also lucky to have great partners, you know, so really pay attention also where the chocolate comes from. Um, it's all about, um, really paying attention of the origins, you know, and the quality. And uh, I think that, yeah, coming from France, as you know, this is the country of food, <laughs> gastronomy. Sure. So, of course, I'm also very picky in terms of uh, quality <laughs> ingredients. I think I have a good tongue and a good mouth. And definitely uh, the fact to be here has confirmed uh, this and my appetite as well for chocolate. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you come here knowing you were going to start this company? Uh, no, okay. <laughs> not at all. So I've always been passionate uh, for food and chocolate. So I always knew that I would sooner or later um, go in this industry. And of course, the fact to have met uh, Alain and to start discussing about all this project, the chocolate to share the same passion has definitely confirmed uh, that I wanted to, to go as well in this industry. Okay. So tell us kind of how that started then between the just meeting each other and then getting to kind of this point. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's a long journey. So uh, where to start? <laughs> um, well, so the, basically the project, um, yeah, it started uh, quite some years ago now. Um, we both had um, our, our uh, different jobs. So I was working in marketing for, for a big airline. Um, then we're both working in consulting together. Um, we were 
then in need of kind of a, having a product for our clients or in a daily use um, that would be of a good quality and something new, so something people don't see every day, mm -hmm. um, which is of course sustainable and and and, and ethical, ethically produced as well. And then um, yeah, we ha we had to find the product, but we didn't find it. So we didn't find the the, the quality that we need or the the unique product that we expected to have for our clients. And then. For me, coming also from this gastronomy um, industry and then background, uh, we just decided to, to develop a product and, and see um, how, how people would react to it. And then very fast we saw that there was a huge demand increasing um, for the product or for personalized product. That's, that's okay. basically what we do. So we do branded products for, for companies. Um, that are uh, yeah very colorful, um, very unique. Um, uh, yeah, personalization is is, is really um, um, a key uh, to our products, and um, that's how we started then to discuss, and that's uh, how all of that developed. So it's a bit a mix. We have both. Uh, me coming more from the food industry, food science, um, and Olivia coming from the brand management and marketing. So it was the perfect mix and mm -hmm. then what, what combines us is the passion for food and for chocolate specifically. Absolutely. Uh, so you, s you both have mentioned a word that I really, really want to get into um, before we, we find out more about uh, your chocolates and that is quality. What is it about Swiss chocolate in general that makes it quality? Because every country probably does chocolate, right? So, you know, in Australia, it's not known for quality. In England, it's not known for quality. We all know American chocolate. <laughs> There's no quality there. So what, you know, because it has a long history, Swiss chocolate, and it's kind of, uh, in my mind, always had a quality history. So what, why has Switzerland stuck to that quality instead of going down the same route as like somewhere like America and just mass producing really bad quality chocolate? What, what, what is it about Swiss chocolate that's so quality driven? Well, uh, I guess there's also several factors. It's maybe also, I, I feel that we in Switzerland, maybe you guys or Olivia, you can confirm, um, we also appreciate um, a good quality. So meaning we appreciate good food and maybe some people, they're a bit too picky. Mm. Um, <laughs> so maybe some not, but I feel like this highly influences also the, the demand of people to, to having something new. Um, to have a product that is really, um, yeah, has an incredible taste as well. This is really driving also the industry, and I think that is one of the most important factors. And this also reflects in the companies and, and how in our company we try to produce um, the products in the end um, with, with the quality. So the most difficult, I guess, uh, once you reach a certain point is to keep a steady quality. Mm. And I think especially in this, this part, um, Swiss um, companies, they're doing doing a good job and I feel it's it's yeah it's a lot of things it's having the relationship knowing where your product comes from caring about how it's produced um, having quality controls in place um, making sure um, um, uh, yeah every every step is followed um, getting the right aromas out of the chocolate and um, having the right mixtures then 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 it's quality again chocolate is is, is a taste so um, either you like it or you don't. Yeah. Um, so so you will never have a hundred percent share of all people that that will be crazy sure. about mm -hmm. your product, but um, that that should be the everyday goal yeah. um, to to develop such product. Yeah, 
no, definitely I agree. And if I, I may add, that's also the reason why we mainly uh, work with um, cacao coming from South America, because this is uh, really well known for, for quality standards, you know, um, in opposite with Africa. Now we know that the bigger company also, uh, because of the mass production, need um, to have the cacao from, from um, Africa. And we decided that um, for, for quality reasons, for fair, fair trade reasons as well, uh, we will mainly work with uh, beans uh, coming from South America and also, you know, the beans are growing next to, to mangoes and oranges, which really gives uh, a, a taste back in the, in the cacao. And uh, this is one of the, the, the reasons why that I wanted to, to emphasize. Sure. Now, I want to ask you this, too, and it's another kind of word or a theme that's kind of popping up. You know, we've had on companies that are trying to do things like uh, get rid of plastic in grocery stores or uh, a company that is trying to make clothes but vary from a fair kind of way, right? Not child labors, things like that. And the things you guys are talking about, your chocolate, like it's important to you, you know, where this chocolate is coming from, how it's getting to you, how it's being made, not only just the quality of the ingredients, but like just from a fair life standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this nicely. You guys are a bit younger than maybe <laughs> Susie and I, but it feels like people your people your age, God, I hate that. I'm an old man. But, like, you guys really do care about that. And the, the consumers are finding more things about caring about those kinds of things. It seems like that is very important in addition to making good chocolate. Just those kind of things, too, are, are very key to starting a business like that. You need to have those things. Yeah. Um, I, always, uh, I always tend to say... Um, it shouldn't be your business model. So um, talking about sustainability and cacao that is ethical, it shouldn't be a business model. So it's not something also, if, if you maybe have a look on our website, it's not something really emphasized on our mm -hmm. website, but it's something that, that is important to us um, personally. So for us, it's more, um, we want to help the people that are actually doing a lot of work also harvesting these cacao beans. Sure. So our goal is basically to help like also I mean, like in the end, it's also a project, or later we will talk about um, um, the chocolate that we created, this special project. Mm -hmm. It was also the main uh, driver and motivator to give something back to actually to the people who, who harvest it and, and actually produced it, produce it. So um, that also future generations or the generations coming after them um, can make uh, a share of their living out of this, this, um, yeah. this, um, this harvesting. Um, because that's the thing that really... Uh, you know, frustrates me is going back generations. Well, my generation's better than the younger generation. It's like, well, come on, that's ridiculous. Like, what you guys are doing and what what it, it's such a good thing to have those those. You know, maybe not necessarily make a business model out of it, but be conscious of it and make sure that you're building a company that that follows those things that that uses those. That it's important, right? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, it's definitely key. And if you notice, because we were talking quickly about plastic before, um, all our packaging, they don't have any plastic. Of course, mm -hmm. we want to go away from this. Um, and um, the, the main thing as well about our packaging is that you can keep it. It's long-lasting. So that's why we decided to work so with carton material of a higher quality. So this is a heart, basically. It's not something that you can just put in the trash. You can really 
keep it on the long term. Some people um, tell us, yeah, you can, uh, I, I want to keep it for as a jewelry box, for example. Uh -huh. We have, a, we have so, some box with us um, because it's really long lasting. And the goal is not that you eat the chocolate and that you get rid of the packaging. It's really that you can keep it then on the long term. Uh, we have uh, for, for another box, uh, uh, we have also a client who said, I would like to keep it uh, to put my sunglasses in it. <laughs> so we really want to, to, to achieve that. And I think that this is, uh, this is very important to, to go away from waste sure so i mean we've kind of hinted at that um the quality the chocolate that you make is of a luxury uh standard and that brings us nicely to what you've created uh recently which is the reason that we found out about you because you were in all the papers um tell us l the motivation and and what it is that you created and, and the motivation behind creating that yeah um so what we wanted to create, um, so it has, our chocolate has been awarded the most valuable chocolate um, in the world. Um, that's maybe, maybe important for the, for the listeners to know what we're talking about. Um, the motivation was for us not really the, the aspect of value of the chocolate, but is really to having an impact on, on the, the guys who are actually producing and harvesting the cacao beans. So we launched this project um, to, to raise as much money as possible um, to give, give it back to, to the community in Venezuela. So our cacao is coming from, from a small village, uh, which is called Chuao. Um, they have a history of more than 400 years, actually, of, of harvesting cacao. So it's, it's one of, of the oldest um, um, and one of the smallest at the same time. So <laughs> um, that's why it makes it um, the cacao very rare. Um, and we said um, we want to create something unique. Uh, something that is, um, yeah, it's maybe not the product that that uh, you go out of of uh, out of company and you will eat it in your uh, 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 in your break uh, after lunch. Um, it's really something. It's an experience. So this we really need to see. So it's not uh, something you just eat fast. It's something you crack off a piece of the chocolate. You let it melt slowly in your mouth. Um, you breathe in by your nose to develop all the aromas. Um, so it's really an experience. You have different flavors that will then pop up um, while degustating it. And then it was important to us to combine it with um, a product that is coming from Switzerland. So doing back the circle um, um, with Swiss producers and, and Swiss quality products that we have. So we mixed it with saffron uh, coming from the, the Valais region. Um, and they harvest, uh, I think it's at the moment around 1.5 kilogram per year. So it's, it's quite rare, um, but it, uh, the quality is really, is really exceptional. And um, yeah, so, so we kind of developed, it's actually a project that developed over six months. So it's not something from one day to the other that, that you find uh, that you're able to get the ingredients, that you find the right uh, mixture also. Um, so it's really something, something that developed, yeah. And how did you go about finding those things? Because you're talking about things that are, um, you know, sounds like they're very exclusive. They're not, uh, you know, you can't just go into Migro and get them. So, you know, how did you find this small town that has, uh, you know, a small production of, of uh, cacao? And how did you find these um, this Swiss saffron that only produces 1.5 kilo a year? Like, was that a long and, and difficult process or you already had that in mind? If I just might, may add something quickly, because yeah. um, uh, I actually, um, well, that's already 12 years ago when I, when I started my apprenticeship, I was holding a presentation about this saffron. Mm -hmm. 
So I didn't think that uh, it would that someday it would would touch me again. <laughs> but then um, obviously it always I always followed it a bit um, because it's also quite famous not only in Switzerland but also abroad. Um, and then obviously you think about as you said correctly. So how could we get it? Because there's only 1.5 kilograms uh, available. The demand is quite high. So it's really thanks to, to the relationships we have with these with these farmers as well um with companies so we have a lot yeah a lot a good network let's say within the industry as well with different different producers um so we're in uh yeah uh continuous exchange as well with them um so this definitely helped us um also to to get a small share um uh, of of this saffron mm -hmm. And, and does, does being Swiss um, help with that? Like that, 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 that the item is a Swiss chocolate. So, you know, did, was that a part of your kind of pitch to them? Like, let us have some of your saffron because we're going to make it a part of, you know, a Swiss, uh, you know, it's got history all through it. By the yeah. Of it. I mean, the, the, the biggest motivation, I guess, for them, uh, funny enough, was they said, our saffron, it has been mixed with so many things, but never with chocolate. Uh. So they were very curious to find out how it would add up with chocolate. But because for them, yeah, I wouldn't say it didn't make sense, but it was difficult for them to imagine how we could it combine with the chocolate um, and it would give a, a, an incredible taste in the end. So I think that was ma one of the main factors, but then obviously um, having having their product in this chocolate um, as a Swiss product um, was again uh, another motivator for them, of course. And you don't just make this very exclusive chocolate. What uh, are the other products? I mean, I know because I was uh, spying on your website <laughs> um, and it's all very colorful. So you've got me completely sold. So I'm like uh, forever a fan, but uh, let our listeners know what else you make. Yeah, so um, we have a different range of products. Uh, the colorful one that you saw are called the Atemi. Um, so the, it's the new generation of pralines, let's say, uh, who are made out um, of chocolate uh, outside. Then you have uh, a layer of color and inside you have a filling. Uh, so in terms of filling, we have uh, janduyas, we have orange, we have mango, passion fruit, mascarpone and uh, raspberry white chocolate so um, the goal was really to create uh, an explosion in the mouth uh, so that's why we really work with uh, pure ingredients uh, also fruity ingredients because it's more rare to to mix chocolates and uh, and fruits um, and when people try in general they really tell us that um, they can really have an explosion in their mouth that it's really pure, uh, it's really intense, and this is really what we wanted to achieve. Uh, and also we wanted to go out of the basic uh, white, milk, and dark chocolate, so that's why we, we were working with colors. Um, yes, and um, what, what I just wanted to add is, um, we, as before we started actually having this chocolate company, um, as I said, we're passionate about food, so everywhere we go we, we try to, yeah, to try as much food as possible, <laughs> just to see what's on the market. And what is for us important is that if we buy a chocolate that is um, you're promising a certain aroma, we really want to taste it. So mm -hmm. what it was important in our chocolate is to really, if you say we have a mango chocolate, you should have an explosion of mango, but not synthetically, but naturally. Yeah. So that's yeah. the big difference. And I think that's um, what we, we tried to achieve. But it was also a long process um, to, to, to go there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of trying uh, and a lot of mixing and finding the right ingredients. And so you guys are the ones thinking of all these 
these flavors and ingredients this is all you yes yes it's all coming from us so really from the entire company so coming from the concept uh, developing the recipes uh, the form okay the packaging design as well we did it ourselves wow um, from scratch yeah yeah, so we have a bit that three three hundred sixty degree approach at the moment, sure. uh, which is exciting. But I I think um, to a certain extent it's also important because we're as we said in the beginning, quality is very important, and we're very picky. And for us, every detail needs to fit in. Um, so it's not enough to have a nice packaging and colorful chocolate that are different. The taste needs to go with it, yeah. uh, and the other way around. And that's what we try to achieve um, every day. Yeah. And these, these chocolates, um, you mentioned the pralines and the chocolates. Um, are you, when you come across other chocolate, is it is it a disappointment now because you guys are handling these these amazing flavors and like you're going to see her with like in the Migro grabbing like a, you know, two franc bar. And <laughs> I mean, is have you kind of taken it to that next level where you can't really enjoy chocolate like maybe the, the commoners like Susan and I may? <laughs> like? uh, we do. Um, of course, it's different. I feel you, or do you absolutely hate it. And once you leave this office, you're like, I want nothing to do with chocolate. No, no, not at all. It's like a, I feel like if it's a real passion, it's something that follows you all the time. Okay. So it's not so just something you you enter the office and then then you're the the chocolatier and then after you leave, you don't care about it. But obviously, uh, once you develop your own recipes, you also have certain expectations, um, also concerning sure. products, and you have certain ideas. And I think it's a very creative process um, about the entire product. So it's it's also an idea that goes behind it, so that we want to help companies basically using our products yeah. and creating creating effect on 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 their own clients and but it's not that we go out and, and actually we try a lot of chocolate yeah. um okay. out there and we're just curious and there's a lot of good chocolate companies i would say so my guess is you two aren't easily intimidated when you say i'm gonna start a chocolate company in switzerland like that to me that's super intimidating like i'm gonna go right where they do it the best and i'm gonna start a company myself like you guys are you just not easily intimidated? You're like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> no, I feel like it's. We saw an opportunity. We saw that there was a need, and then basically what you do is you take the status quo and you analyze. So what we did, we analyzed the market. So what is out there? What is the quality that is provided? What so are the products? You're a detail guy, whereas I'm not a detail. Yeah. I just think big picture. Yeah, so you're yeah. a detail guy, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. In, cer in certain ways, it's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and in some not, no, but I can really make the difference when it's necessary and when not. Um, but I think that's that's the point. And and then we saw that there there is potential. And yeah, I think it's always how how great things start. If you see, we can do it better. It's nice. The status quo is nice, but we can do it better. And it's not just something we realized. It's also that the Swiss government actually, um, I think it was two years ago, they started to support projects in the chocolate industry because they realized uh, for a, quite a couple of years now there was not a big change. As Olivia said correctly, we wanted to go away from this classical milk, white and dark chocolate that you see in every store. So um, we wanted to go a bit, yeah, to, to open a bit a new era also of chocolate, but still having these traditional aspects about it that we talked in the beginning about um, good quality, mm -hmm. the right production, um, sustainable ingredients, but then adding this touch of creativity and innovation um, to our products. 
And you know, we also, um, because you were talking about intimidation, you know, but I think that um, for, from the first month we received such a great feedback, you know, on our products. Um, we can really see that people are very enthusiastic about the project, the company, uh, the products, um, the value. Um, so that's the reason why, you know, we, we just go on and we think oh, it's a great project, it's a great idea, it's working well, you know, it's, everything is very positive. Uh, so that's why in the end we, I, I think that we receive a lot of, of uh, support and a lot of, uh, of good uh, waves, so there's no, no reason to be intimidated. Exactly. <laughs> I want to um, ask another question about um, the, the chocolate that you created that is, you know, making waves um, and that you've won awards for. It's just a question about um, what your intention was when you started that. I just wonder, um, was the intention to make this chocolate that um, – was just of a high quality or was it was there a different plan like w w I would love to to hear kind of like the thought process on we're going to create this chocolate that uses the most well, exclusive cocoa and saffron mm, well on one point like it's something we covered before so uh, as you pointed out correctly the awareness of people about food and good quality food is increasing and we said okay let's look at the the food market in general so or for us in our case the chocolate market and we said what is the maximum in terms of quality that you can get out so let's say if you try to find the the, uh, the, the ingredients with the best quality um, not necessarily only the rarest ones but the, the rarity alone doesn't make a good taste but also in terms of um, how it tastes what is the texture and we said let's go out and and try to see also for us just as uh, we're curious and we wanted to see what is possible to do. And um, then we said, yeah, let's find the ingredients or find the best chocolate, find the best saffron, uh, produce the best orange crystals, and let's see what we can do. Um, and then we said, wow, it's, it's very exciting and, and, it's, and it's incredible what you can get. If you also compare it, as we said before, to a general chocolate bar that has a, a lot of sugar and then maybe a little bit of cacao, um, the experience in your mouth is, is completely different. And then we said, we didn't do this for, for any um, um, revenue purposes. And we said, what can we do out of this chocolate? And we said, hey, it would be a great opportunity also to, to give something back. And our goal was to put emphasis on every single ingredient, not only the chocolate, but also the saffron and also the, the oranges and all the work that actually lays behind this. So, if you imagine these people in 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 Chihuahua, it's like it's one year of hard work um, to actually um, harvest these cacao beans, to take care of them every day. The same for the saffron; it's it's like hard work for 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 one year, and you harvest them once a year for 1.5 kilograms. So it, it's crazy. So it's a lot of uh, personal investment of those people as well. And I feel like um, it's good if. The more people that are aware of how much work lays behind actually producing such a product, um, the better. Um, so you, we've talked about the saffron already, but we haven't talked about the orange crystals. Did you always know that those were going to be the combinations that you were going to create, or was was there a, was there a bit of trial and error with that? Oh no, there's always been so many trials. Um, we also try with different flavors, you know. But um, then with this orange um, crystals, we realized that there was this acidity next to this this smoky um, uh, chocolate from Chihuahua um, that really 
made a nice mixture. So we decided that uh, the combination was indeed really crazy and very special as well. So that's the reason why uh, we decided to, to make this, uh, these oranges. Uh, but uh, that for sure, we also tried with different flavors, but for sure the best was with these oranges. Awesome. So where can can people still get the the chocolate um, that that you've that you've created? I know they can get the uh, the the little colourful ones. What about this uh, saffron yeah. and orange yeah. one? Yeah. So we we then created a limited edition of uh, fifty tablets of the the chuao the chuorza, um, and so there are still a few available that you can get uh, through our website in the online shop. Awesome. And what about the, the smaller chocolates? How can people get those? Um, well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, as we said in the beginning, um, we're exclusively producing for companies. So we also want to give um, any, any company also the possibility to have an exclusive product they can use for them. So something you can only get uh, in company XY if you're a client there or if you have any partnership. Um, so we intentionally not go to the B2C market yet, even though we have a lot of requests uh, of people asking us, can, first, can we not buy it? Mm -hmm. And second of all, don't you want an open um, a store downtown uh, where we can get yeah. it? So it's very, um, we're thinking about it a lot, but it's not our main focus. So what we're producing is um, products basically for companies, airlines, hotels, um, consultancy companies, banking. Um, uh, it's very diverse, um, but there is a huge need of, of, of branded products um, that are different. And, and that's, that's our specialty, our yeah. specialization. Yeah. Okay. And to get uh, the, the Atimis, so the colorful chocolate, um, you can uh, online, of course, on our website, uh, you have a form and you can request um, the size that you want, the different boxes, you know, and then we send you a personalized offer because it also depends um, the quantity, of course, what kind of personalization uh, you would like to have. So that's why we get in touch with each client which has an interest for this uh, Atimin with our boxes. I see, I see. So Susie and I can't afford the bar, right? <laughs> but we do we do want to give our listeners something, so perhaps you could help us. Uh, I if you've made it to this far, this is what I want you guys to, to give to our listeners. I want you to explain to me how you work in chocolate, you eat chocolate all day, and you don't each weigh 200 kilos. <laughs> What's the secret? Please let our listeners yeah. know. We want to know. Uh, how is that possible? I would say I eat, eat a lot of dark chocolate. Ah, so this, might, right? this <laughs> might help. <yeah. laughs> so balance it with dark chocolate. Yeah. No, it's, it's a matter of taste, but uh, of course the sugar will play a big part also uh, in, in adding uh, those kilos. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, as we say, um, attimo. So it's basically the word Italian for for moment. Uh -huh. And what we want to create is uh, special moments. So I also say this because for us, chocolate is not uh, it's not just something. Yeah, you just randomly eat. Sometimes it's good. It feels nice. You yeah. feel like something sweet. So there's nothing nothing wrong about <laughs> this. Um, but uh, we want people to enjoy. So it's something you enjoy. You take the time. It's like for some people, it's a, it's a cup of coffee um, in the morning. Uh, you enjoy it. So there's, there's different motivations about sure. it. And for us, it's really the moment to enjoy. And I guess once you you go, um, yeah, with this procedure, um, you will you tend to eat less, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, um, but you 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 do it in a different way. Yeah. And, um, and we need to keep it for our customers, so unfortunately we cannot eat it all day. That's true. That's true. Uh, Olivia, Alan, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we enjoyed talking chocolate with you guys. Thank you Thank very you. Much. Thank you so much. <laughs>
Thank you guys. Uh, don't forget about that competition we've got. And uh, it was awesome to to hear from the Adamo company. And uh, and we think everyone needs to try their chocolate because it's delicious. Now, before we move on, uh, we want to give a quick shout out to a Shropshire lad in Switzerland. That is a Facebook page that uh, puts news and information for people living in Switzerland in English. So it's a great page. We steal all of our news from from Jonathan. Uh, so thank you, Jonathan, for your page. It is worth following if you haven't already. It's a nice, uh, fun community to be involved in on Facebook. Okay, so before we get out of here, uh, you have to basically be living under a rock if you haven't heard about, well, this comes out, this will be about a week ago when Kobe Bryant died in that helicopter crash in L.A., and it was one of those things where even if you're not into sports like me, like you knew who Kobe Bryant was. Right, I did, right? yeah. Um, he was the kind of athlete that kind of transcended like sports nerds like myself. So it, it's just uh, it's just been a whole bunch of awful, right, around everything that happened. But what was interesting to me was in 1991 when Kobe was 13 – he was going to the international school in Bottmingen, which is just outside Basel. Yeah, so he's got a Swiss connection. He does. He has a Swiss connection, a Basel connection that I never knew until these stories came out last week after his death. I had no idea. Now, I knew he lived in Italy, and I knew that um, you know his dad kind of dragged him around because of his coaching, but I had no idea. So, yeah, and his, uh, his father, Joe Bryant, played professionally in Italy, and then they moved to Malouse uh, in 1991. And during that time, Kobe attended ISB, which was then in Botmingen, or Botmingen, excuse me, and he was 13. He played uh, basketball, of course, and there's some actually a few photos of him uh, in the gym, and he's he's huge like he's bigger than all the other kids and it's uh <laughs> it's really cool um isb posted something uh last week that uh you know remembering kobe and, and saying you know how sad it was uh but when kobe was here uh there was a parent that coached him on the isb basketball team Obviously, the team was very good. Yeah, uh, I bet they were. Kobe was 13, and by the time he was 18, he was in the NBA. So, like, five years later, he was in the NBA. Um, and, yeah, they won their they won a basketball tournament that year by 20 points. Kobe was leading scorer. Um, there's some pretty cool photos uh, on telebasel.ch. And, uh, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of sad uh, around the story, but I just thought it was kind of interesting that – there was a bit of a local connection to Kobe to Basel, so yeah. So uh, there you go. He's uh, he's got a. No wonder you feel so strongly about it, Don. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, being a sports fan, you just know of Kobe, and a basketball fan, I know of him, and it was just, it was one of those moments where where you remember where you're gonna be, right? And uh, gosh, it was just just sad, just awful, everything about it, and. Uh, I was yeah. just, you know, it's nice to put a little bit of a positive spin on it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, hopefully his time here was was fun, <laughs> memorable. And that's Susie Lyon on sports. Yeah, that's that's all I've got to say Dynamite about that. It's obviously it's sad news. It's um 
you know, his daughter was on the play, uh, on the helicopter with him, uh, and he, her friend and and her yeah. entire family were on the the helicopter, and and uh, it's devastating and and very sudden. So it it is shocking. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a sad thing that happened to to him and to his family and also to to everybody else on the plane on the helicopter. Yeah, it's just awful. But what is not awful is the fact that, as Susie mentioned at the beginning of the show, there is that giveaway. So look to our social media pages about uh, how to enter this thing, how to win this six hundred and forty franc chocolate bar. Yeah, it's awesome. We can't wait to, to to see all of your entries, and we can't wait to to pick a winner. I can't wait to go eat some chocolate. I'm in the mood for chocolate right now. Yeah, let's go. Let's All go right. find some chocolate. All right. So that does it for another episode of Swiss Pats. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Yummy, <laughs>